In this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, we will discuss the news of the day, which is somewhat draft-related, and it is in reference to Brandon Miller and the situation that he was, I guess you could say he was directly or indirectly involved in, um, which um, ended up resulting in someone losing their life. So we will talk about should he continue to play and is Alabama in the wrong for not suspending him? Stay tuned. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. And this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. If you're a first time user, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That is prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Right. I am your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. And the founder of NBA Draft Junkies and my co-host for today is Leaf Tulane. Leaf, how is everything going your way and how was your All-Star Weekend experience? Uh, everything's going well for me right now. I'm just watching a lot of college hoops, a little snowstorm in Salt Lake, so cooped up. Um, as for the All-Star experience, I didn't go in. I, I didn't uh, want to pay. The, the jazz credentials weren't going to get me in for, via the for the NBA um, but I enjoyed watching uh, watching it with my family, and uh, I, I hadn't I hadn't really watched it with my whole family in years. Usually, I'd watch it with my friends, and it kind of took me back to when I was like a little kid and uh, Darren Williams at the old skills uh, skills challenge records. That was that was a little nostalgic fun for me. Okay, so the weather got bad. I'm I'm glad I got out in time because I imagine. Uh, yeah, no, it, it is dumping snow right now. It's, there's about a foot and a half of snow on the ground right now. I guess that's perfect timing for the NBA. It would be really bad if that happened during All-Star Week. I live in Dallas, and I, I want to say one year we had the Super Bowl 2010-ish or something like that, and we got dumped with snow. And Dallas is not prepared for snow like that. But I do remember it was a good weekend for me because this was before Uber. There were a lot of people that came in town for Super Bowl parties and they rented cars, but they did not know how to get around, and they didn't want to risk driving in a, a a city that they were unfamiliar with. And I remember somebody asked me how much would I charge to drive somebody from Dallas to Fort Worth for a party, and I jokingly said three hundred dollars. And um, they came back and was like, "The offer's good." <laughs> so I was doing Uber before Uber was was even out um but yeah so that just shows how the weather can impact things but let's let's get to the big story of the day it is somewhat draft related because Alabama's Brandon Miller is in my opinion I, I had him as the, the number three prospect on my big board and it's really too early to to say how it will impact his draft status which is not really important right now, considering that um, a life was lost in this senseless shooting. And, and before I just ask for your opinion, let me run down the facts or at least what I have read just to to be clear with everything. Um, Brandon Miller, who is the, the leading scorer on the Alabama team, which is number two in the country, um, he brought his teammate or former teammate Darius Miles a 
Darius Miles' gun, which was used in a, a fatal shooting. The big question is, did Miller bring Miles' gun because he thought Miles was in danger, or did he bring the gun because Miles just made a request? Um, but all we know is that um, Darius Miles made a request. I think the gun was in Brandon Miller's car. Um, they, I guess they went to like a, a, a bar or a club or something like that. Miller left, went home because the line was long, but Darius Miles' gun was in the car. Miles made a phone call, called Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller brought the gun. Um, Darius Miles ended up shooting, or, or another guy that was in, that was involved ended up, I guess, firing eight shots into a car, which um, killed a 23-year-old woman. So, I mean, it's just crazy that we're even talking about this on an NBA Draft Podcast. And um, Darius Miles and the other man, I guess they're being charged with capital murder. And here's a part where it kind of involves Brandon Miller. His windshield was struck twice by gunfire, and there are reports that his car was blocking the road where the victim's car was. We don't know whether that was intentional. We don't know if he brought the gun, and we just don't know, but it doesn't sound good, right? Um, but Brandon Miller has not been charged, um, and I've seen reports that are false, according to what I've read. He did not hand miles the gun the gun was registered to darius miles but it was in brandon miller's car and again miller has not been charged um the tuscaloosa chief uh, da paula whitley has says that's not a question i can answer regarding brandon miller uh, his involvement she says that he's not charged because quote there's nothing we could charge him with and the big topic is nate oates and is his job in jeopardy I mean, it's, I think there was, you know, I mean, some people are saying lack of institutional control. And um, he made a quote that was very interesting. That's kind of like got him in a lot of hot water in a sense. And here's the quote from Alabama coach Nate Oates. We knew about that regarding Brandon Miller. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. All right. So that was a long breakdown of the events. So first of all, share share your thoughts on Nate Oates's quote. Well, Nate Oates, I think, is deservedly under hot water because he he kind of took away the responsibility that is being a head coach. Like, this is your program. It's not the player's program. In the NBA, the players kind of run things. In, in college, it, it, you're the figurehead, and rightfully so. And even though Brandon Miller's a star, and that's why it's making headlines now, because it's like, oh, it's Brandon Miller's car is dented with two bullets, and it's Brandon Miller who provided the gun. And there's a text that said the heat is in the hat, meaning the gun was in the car uh, for Darius Miles, which which makes people very curious and, and rightfully so. It's Nate Oates that that is really drawing heat right now because he he said we knew about that and we can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. I don't know why you would say that. It almost sounds like it's an excuse and like, hey, I coach them in basketball. I don't care about their livelihood. I don't care about this. And I don't think that's necessarily what he wants to admit, but that's, I think, the emotion he's evoked for uh, for the people who read this. And, and he's kind of under some hot water. The question I have is really, if Brandon Miller, if they've known about this, like obviously they're, you know about it right away because he's got two bullets uh, denting his car, and you know it's Brandon Miller's car, and you see that these these texts are 
exchanged. What what does this mean about Alabama having played him during this investigation with it just coming out now? Why does it impact it? And should it? And and I, I'm kind of conflicted about that, honestly, because if Grant, Brandon Miller has, there's nothing we could charge Miller with is what Paula Davis said, Apollo Whitley said. And then uh, Davis and Miles, the two people who are convicted of, of murder, They've been. Um, they've only been charged. They haven't been convicted. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. That that was wrong. I was I, I was going to say possibly convicted and yeah. skip that one. Um, you know, we don't want the people saying yeah, that. Yeah. You Thank know. you. I I, <laughs> I I fully intended to say that. Right. Um. But but the my my final point is, if Brandon Miller was an accomplice, and but they say he's got nothing he could be charged with, I wonder why it's making the rounds now, uh, when the police already knew everything that could have been known. And so that's why I'm curious about what it means to Randy Miller going forward, because I'm sure there, this isn't the first time it's been it's been known about, as Oates alluded to. He said, we knew about that when, at the very start of his press conference. Yeah, and that's that's the, the big question. Should he play, and is Alabama wrong for covering this up? And also, you'd have to wonder if it was not Brandon Miller, if it was – Brandon Jones or Brandon Smith, who is the twelfth man or a walk on, would he still be on the team? And I'd have to answer, <laughs> probably not, because you know somebody that's at the back end of the rotation potentially bringing this type of negative uh, attention to university, they probably wouldn't wouldn't deal with it. When we return, we'll go into a little bit more detail or a little bit more in, in depth about our thoughts about whether or not he should play or not. But let's talk about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. And you're wondering how it works. You just pick two to six players. And if they will go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It is just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, WNBA, men's and women's college basketball. They even have cricket. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. It is safe. And you can get your money out quickly. And it's also currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up daily so you can play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. So do not forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. And once again, you're listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, with my co-host, Leaf Tulane. And this is a situation that we were not expecting to cover today. I had no idea until today that Brandon Miller was even remotely involved in a situation. But Alabama knew. And it seems like they they covered it up. And, and like Leaf, I'm somewhat conflicted on if he should play or not. Because if he hasn't been charged, then... I mean, do you suspend him for for just being there? And if you say yes, I mean, I have to respect your opinion. I can totally understand why you would say yes, because like we mentioned at the end of the last segment, if it, if his name was not Brandon Miller, if he wasn't averaging 18 points and nine rebounds or eight or nine rebounds per game, 
he probably would be suspended or kicked off the team. So my question for you, Leaf, is, and, and I saw this um, on, a, on a tweet, and um, I kind of paraphrased it a little bit. And this is just your opinion. There's no right or wrong answer here. Should Brandon Miller be held responsible for another man's actions once he returns the man's property to him? I I don't have a definitive answer, but uh, but I'll say my gut reaction to it was, okay, if someone's asking for a gun and you leave it in your car when he's out in a public place, I certainly am skeptical. That said, you you it's your teammate, you want to see the best in people. And there's a way to make an argument that he was doing this without any knowledge or, or complicit uh, behavior. And so I don't want to stamp the label of like he's abetting uh, what, what a horrible crime that did occur. Um, but at the same time, it's it's hard to overlook the fact that like guns are dangerous. And he brought yeah. it into a loaded place with students. And even though it was like it wasn't his, it was Darius Miles's, and it was he had no part. He wasn't there. To, to hide it in his car in a place that that was so loaded with people, the Alabama, uh, it was kind of like a college, kind of college town. It's a strip strip mall in uh, Tuscaloosa. It makes me feel as if that there's some culpability just based off the, the, uh, just on the location and timing. It, it seems, it seems weird. So I, I think there's got to be some repercussion. That said, if, if there's none that have came up legally, I don't see why a news report that it had been common knowledge for Alabama and the police department, why that would make him unable to play. Um, so I, I'm personally conflicted, but legally it sounds like he sh- he'll likely be able to continue playing. I wonder if Nate Oates will bear more of the responsibility, though. Yeah, that's that's my question. Like, is it really fair to put this on Nate Oates? I do think his comment made sense because you can't control what happens. But it's one of those things where once you say it, it just sounds really bad once you say it. Because, and I use myself, for example, let's say I did something crazy or stupid at All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake. Um, Our founder, David Locke, is not responsible for what I do or what what you, you know, what you do in your off time. It really has nothing to do. But then again, we're, we're adults, so we're not college students. So that may make a little bit of a difference. Um, but I think what makes the situation even worse is this is the second, I guess, maybe you can even say the third, if you count the Imani Bates situation, the third high profile case in college basketball involving a gun, two of them, which was, I'm I'm referring to a situation that between New Mexico, New Mexico state, where someone, a, a player, um, was shot and then he ended up killing somebody in retaliation. But I mean, we've seen three different times, like high profile in the last few months regarding the college basketball player and, and a gun. And I'm anti-gun. I, I don't own a gun. I've never shot a gun. I think the world would be a better place if nobody had it. And I, I feel like I'm in the minority because we live in the United States where, you know, you take a woman on a date to the gun range, which is crazy to me. I've lived in different countries where people don't have guns. But anyway, I do feel like when Nate, there is, he wasn't wrong for what he said or how he feels about it, but I mean, he's going to get backlash for it. Now, do you think that he's going to possibly like lose his job for lack of institutional control? You never know in this type of society. I mean, 
in the grand scheme of things, based off like all these cheating allegations, like Rick Pitino's cheating seems tame compared to what's now appropriate. And I, I bring up that and uh, that uh, illusion because, you know, you see a guy like Chris Beard lose his job and now the charges have been dismissed. And yep. that was very, very serious. And that was a high profile job at Texas. And so now if a coach uh, at a place like Alabama has this under his wing, is it very serious? Absolutely. But how much culpability does he personally bear for the actions of another? Um, and even though it's his program, and I, I think his comments were more, if, if I think those were inflammatory and may put him under more fire than if he had just said, oh, you know what, like this is a horrible tragedy and, and just left it at that, even if it was that simple and cut and dry and, and maybe stark. But uh, I just have a hard time seeing that someone get fired over a PR stunt that that's not like he didn't say anything horrible. He just was insensitive um, to his, his, like the program and, and maybe he read the situation in the wrong room, uh, read the, read the room wrong and or put the situation at hand. But like, for instance, Chris Beard absolutely had something he did that was negative and Rick Pitino cheated and he was fired. But I, I think it's the personal culpability. So I think he retains this job. What's really crazy about the situation that just came to my mind is in reference to NBA prospects, Baba Miller was suspended like half the season over $3,000 while Miller, Brandon Miller, is somewhat involved in this situation where someone lost their life and he hasn't been suspended. It just shows the total inconsistencies of, I mean, just college basketball. I mean, I feel like our laws in the United States are, are just totally inconsistent. But on one hand, I could see if he hasn't been charged in anything, you can make a case and say that he shouldn't be suspended if he hasn't been charged. But it's it's such a, a crazy situation. And once again, we don't want to sound insensitive and, and, and make this more about – the basketball aspect of it, as opposed to just, um, you know, someone lost their life in this situation. Multiple lives are, are altered, whether it's, I mean, the, the woman who, who was killed, she was a, a mother. I mean, it's just a, a tragic situation, but, you know, I, I feel like by this being locked on NBA draft or locked on NBA big board and we cover the draft, I, I think it would be kind of wrong for us to totally just ignore the situation and not cover it. I mean, I'm kind of struggling for words because, I mean, I don't have any background in covering situations like this. And so it, it just kind of just kind of stinks for everybody involved. But um, I definitely have prayers out to, you know, the the, the family and, and the children of the of the woman that, that lost her life. When you return, I guess we'll just have to talk a little bit about the NBA perspective and, and what's next possibly for for Brandon Miller. But before we get into that, if you're looking to eat healthy, then I have the perfect treat for you. It is a built bar. You're probably wondering what is a built bar? Well, it is a delicious treat that tastes good and does not have all the fat and calories in a typical candy bar. But what makes it similar to a candy bar, it is 100% real chocolate and it comes in tasty flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and Again, it is healthy for you. Again, it tastes like a candy bar, 100% real chocolate, healthy, 
only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you want a box, you don't have to order them. Before, you used to have to go to Built.com. Now you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club. And if you go to Walmart, they're in the pharmacy section, and you can grab a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you want more, if four is not enough, then you can just go to Sam's. I know like where I live, there's usually a Sam's right next to Walmart. You can go to Sam's if you have a membership and you can get a 13-bar box with brownie batter, churro. But if you want to order, you can still order them at Built.com. All right, last segment. This has been easily the most difficult show for, for me to record because, again, I don't want to be insensitive to the situation, but... You know, when you are a, a podcast host and you have to cover current events, then you just kind of have to cover current events. So from the NBA perspective, um, I think Brandon Miller is going to have a lot of questions to answer. I, I think what happens with him next and going forward, and this is just my opinion. Let me know if you agree or disagree. I think it's going to depend on the public, right? If the public is, I mean, heavily criticizing Alabama and they're putting pressure on them not to play him, then I think the school will not play him. If it's a situation where there's not a bunch of public pressure, then I'm going to assume that they're going to play him and they're going to chase the national title. I mean, they're in position to be a number one seed, they're ranked number two in the country right now. And this is arguably the best Alabama basketball team in, in history. So what, what are your thoughts as far as like the next steps regarding like NBA for, for Brandon Miller? And, and how does this impact your, your big board? I would I would say I agree with your thought that it, it really just depends on the perspective of the consensus and the kind of rep. Uh, the representation that Alabama puts forth based off the ramifications that the law and, you know, some boosters put on Nate Oates and the basketball program. So obviously if there's some legal stuff that comes out, but at, the, uh, at this point, knowing what we know, I'd imagine Brandon Miller will be playing at some point the rest of the season. I, I could imagine there's a chance he gets suspended for the short term um, and it's a, and it almost feels like a kind of PR stunt when it would be short term. Like yeah. if I wouldn't be thrilled with that, I'd rather than be full hog or, or no suspension than, you know, here's two games and it's just a slap on the wrist. Um, as for the NBA perspective, I, I think the guys that pick third through seventh overall where like, and I, I don't think seventh was likely but I'll, I'll put that whole range out there are really going to have to do their homework more. So, cause all, all uh, that I'd heard, and I, I don't have too many connections, but I, I'd heard a lot of people with more connections than myself and, and college basketball coaches. Like I listened to a podcast and a couple of co coaches that are now coaching elsewhere were recruiting him and they all had nothing but shine for him and said he was super mature, um, that he was really unselfish. He, all he wants to do is win. He's kind of a quiet kid. Um, and, and, you know, that stuff matters to NBA teams when they're trying to figure out, is this the guy we want to build our franchise around? So now if he were like a 30th pick, I don't think this matters as much to uh, – it, it absolutely does. I just don't think it matters as much as like we're building our franchise around this and it could it, it could crumble at any point if something happens. So people are going to really be more cautious and tread more carefully when evaluating Brandon Miller and it's more than just basketball. So I think it negatively impacts the stock, but I don't want to say that he'll really 
dropped down the draft because he is a premier talent. And if he's innocent and he and he's not held culpable for providing a gun that was used to uh, for a murder. And it's, it's crazy that we're talking about this yeah, for a murder. It, it, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's hard. It's it's hard to talk about with basketball. Like it just doesn't seem like it's on subject. But the fact of the matter is, is if he's innocent and he does continue to play, there's just more homework to do. But I don't think he really slides that far. But that's a big if. If if it turns out the other way, there's a whole another slew of things that can happen. And I, I don't want to speculate too far down that road. Yeah, for me, when I do my big boards. Um, I don't factor in Intel, like as far as like, uh, I mean, I do use Intel from NBA teams, but it is strictly based off of performance. And when, when I do my big boards, I don't do my big boards based off of Intel that is related to a person's background because number one, um, if let's just say, there's a guy that is a top two or three prospect in the draft and I have him down to number 18 and, and I know he's probably going to fall that far because of some, some questionable stuff in his background. It would be hard for me to like lie when people are like, why do you have such and such a number 18? And do I say, well, because I know that this is in his background. So usually when I do my, my, my big boards and my drafts, I don't include any background intel that, you know, we hear, actually, we don't really hear about that too often. We just kind of see it during the draft. Sometimes when you see a guy that just continues to slide and slide and slide. So I'm going to be consistent with that. I'm still going to have him number three on my big board based off of his play and his performance. But I do think things are going to be different. Because, like you said, everything I heard about him was he was a great kid, um, never heard anything bad. And, you know, I, I hear different things about people in, in, in their background and, you know, if they have a reputation for having a bad attitude, being lazy, so on. Never heard anything about him. And he's just going to have to answer a lot of questions. Um, it's going to have to be a strong, um, I, I guess, PR element into his to his interview process and i still think that it's all going to totally depend on how the public reacts within the next few days if the public reacts i mean just i mean if they come out harsh against him and and nate oats and if there's some type of protest or anything like that which is totally possible and if i honestly understand if there were then I think that is going to have the biggest impact on his his draft status as opposed to actually what happened. Because I don't think if you know if there's no protests and he plays and Alabama wins, people are gonna and that people just kind of not make a big deal out of it. Then I don't think it will have much of an impact on 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 where he is drafted. All right. So if you had to make a bet, and I guess you kind of covered it a little bit, and it's the last question. Again, this has been a tough show to to record. But if you had to like make a bet, uh, what do you think happens? Do you think he finishes out the season? Do you think he suspended for a couple of games? Which is weird. Like you said, it would be like a PR thing. Because if you didn't suspend him when you first heard about it, why would you suspend him now that it became public? So do you think he'll get suspended for a couple games the remainder of the season? Or do you think it would be business as usual? So... The social media makes me 
believe like the era that we are in right now makes me believe there's a chance that the ramifications are severe and he sits out. But my, my gut is that if he wasn't suspended when Alabama and the police and people that are important in this whole situation knew about it, that he'll end up playing. I, I could see the situation, which I think, like I mentioned, is silly, like suspending in two, three games, um, playing out. But I think you'll see Brandon Miller on a basketball court. Um, one thing that came to my mind, this is a little different. I just wanted to throw this out here, is Ray Lewis um, mm. had a whole situation. And I don't want to get too legal into this, but but he was in some deep water and he played in 12 more years. And sometimes there's, and this is a little pessimistic, um, but but it's different, obviously, in this case. It's that talent overshines some of this stuff. And we 100%. talked about like if, if if his name was anything different, if he was an NBA draft prospect, if he wasn't scoring 19 and not eight, um, that, that he'd be off the team. But but like the Ray Lewis thing popped in my head because I watched the Bullies of Baltimore, the new 30 for 30. And Ray Lewis was given this like ability with money and fame and, and just supernatural ability to really carve himself out of this new persona. And I wonder if like with, with the, the ability that Brandon Miller has and the power that Alabama sports has on society, does winning cure all? And I'm not saying that's right. I just, it's just where my gut leans is what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and that is, it's so true. It's like the more talented you are, the longer leash that, that you have. I mean, the Ray Lewis situation, again, we're talking about a tragedy. I, I remember it like it was yesterday when it happened. And uh, there wasn't social media back then, so you had to watch it on the news or read different newspapers. And, you know, I mean, the, there was a lot of backlash. And my personal opinion is um, because it was Ray Lewis and there was, I'll just say there was a way that he was able to continue to play. <laughs> I don't want to, I guess I don't want to really give my opinion here because I don't want that to turn into a whole different subject. Um, but I think the situation would be totally different if he were a third string linebacker from Miami of Ohio instead of from from the U. And speaking of social media, uh, I, I feel like the reactions on social media were pretty mixed because I think depending on what you read, like some of the headlines, I feel like made it seem worse well I don't want to say that some of the headlines that I that I read I felt were a little clickbaitish the headlines made it seem like he came there he handed him the gun and was totally involved and then some of them I read like come on, I think it's like al.com you would like read it and they have like a, a small sentence on on Brandon Miller while other more sports related sites made the whole entire article about about Brandon Miller. Now, um I did see one article where they say and I talked about it earlier where the the cars or his car was blocking the, the the exit or blocking the car of of the victims. That sounds really really awful. <laughs> we just don't know if it was intentional or we we just don't know. But depending on what you read, you could easily have read an article that said, you know, Miles made a phone call, Miller pulls up, gives him the gun, 
you know, shots ring out and the victim's car couldn't get away because Brandon Miller's car was blocking it. That sounds horrible. But then some of the other articles I read did not have that at all. So depending on what people read is based off their 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 opinions, which is like the good and the danger of social media. So the next couple of days are going to be really interesting. Um, on one hand, it is like kind of dominating the news, but I feel like it's not as big of a story that I thought it would be. Like, I mean, even if you go to ESPN right now and is recording this at 12, 16 a.m. Central Time, the Hawks fire Nate McMillan is the, the top headline, right, as far as, like, their, their headlines. I mean, this situation comes up second. You know, the Michigan State-Indiana um, game is, like, the, you know, it's, like, the first thing you see. So the next few days are going to be very, very interesting. And um, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Well, that wraps up this very, very difficult episode. Big shout out to Leaf for, for coming on. He could have easily said, you know, I don't want to tackle this situation. And I thought you, you gave very, very good insight without, you know, saying anything that's controversial or not being sensitive to, to you know, the, the victims and the subjects. So big, big shout out to you. Again, this is a very tough episode that... I never thought I'd have to do, and I don't think anybody else thought they'd have to do an episode where there is a potential top five pick whose name is linked to such a tragedy. And big, big shout out to you, the listener, for making the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, you have to check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast because it covers every moment. Every top performance, every result locked on game to game is the best at giving great local analysis that only locked on can deliver on the locked on NBA big board or locked on NBA channel. So again, follow game to game on locked on NBA. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow with Leaf Tulane. Difficult show, but we are done, which I'm glad that we're done with this subject. And I hope we don't have to tackle it too much more. We are out.